Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. Just over a week ago, the Argentinian apostate masquerading as the Pope of the Catholic Church issued his third encyclical letter, and it's entitled Fratelli Tutti, Brothers All. In just under 43,000 words in English, Francis has failed to surprise. He proposes a utopian vision of human fraternity that is independent of God and religion, and merely the result of all people dialoguing and respecting each other's dignity, just getting along to make the world a better place. In Colossians 3, verse 2, St. Paul writes, quote, Mind the things that are above, not the things that are upon the earth. Unquote. In this new encyclical, Francis does the exact opposite. There is nothing supernatural in Francis' vision of that new fraternal world. The concept of fraternity that Francis proposes is thoroughly naturalist. It is the fraternity of Freemasonry, a fraternity based entirely on the natural bonds that exist between men, totally disregarding the fact that every human being is called by God to share in his divine life through grace, the culmination of which is eternal beatitude in heaven. The new civilization Francis wants for mankind is not one based on the truth of the gospel and the supernatural bonds of faith, hope, and charity with Christ as king. It is a secularist civilization of liberty, equality, fraternity. And yes, he even uses that very motto of the French Revolution in paragraph 219 of the encyclical. In 1910... Pope St. Pius X condemned the French movement known as Le Sillon, a term that means the furrow. The Sillon originally started out as a Catholic movement, but before long adopted dangerous social and political errors that the Pope condemned as Sillonism in his apostolic letter Notre Charge Apostolique of August 25, 1910. In particular, the Pope criticized, among other things, the Sion's idea of human fraternity as being based, quote, on the love of common interest or, beyond all philosophies and religions, on the mere notion of humanity, thus embracing with an equal love and tolerance all human beings and their miseries, whether these are intellectual, moral, or physical and temporal, unquote. Now, that is exactly what Francis proposes in Fratelli Tutti, a fraternity based simply on our common humanity, with religious liberty, tolerance, dialogue, and respect for all. Now, listen to how Pius X, not only a pope, but also a canonized saint, refutes this. Quote, But Catholic doctrine tells us that the primary duty of charity does not lie in the toleration of false ideas, however sincere they may be, nor in the theoretical or practical indifference towards the errors and vices in which we see our brethren plunged, but in the, in the zeal for their intellectual and moral improvement 
as well as for their material well-being. Catholic doctrine further tells us that love for our neighbor flows from our love for God, who is Father to all and goal of the whole human family, and in Jesus Christ, whose members we are, to the point that in doing good to others, we are doing good to Jesus Christ himself. Any other kind of love is sheer illusion, sterile and fleeting. Indeed, we have the human experience of pagan and secular societies of ages past to show that concern for common interests or affinities of nature weigh very little against the passions and wild desires of the heart. No, venerable brethren, there is no genuine fraternity outside Christian charity. Through the love of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, Christian charity embraces all men, comforts all, and leads all to the same faith and same heavenly happiness. By separating fraternity from Christian charity thus understood, democracy, far from being a progress, would mean a disastrous step backwards for civilization. If, as we desire with all our heart, the highest possible peak of well-being for society and its members is to be attained through fraternity, or, as it is called, universal solidarity, all minds must be united in the knowledge of truth, all wills united in morality, and all hearts in the love of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. But this union is attainable only by Catholic charity, and that is why Catholic charity alone can lead the people in the march of progress towards the ideal civilization. Unquote. Again, this is all from St. Pius X's Apostolic Letter Notre Charge Apostolique, also known by its English title, Our Apostolic Mandate. Now, that is the death knell of what Francis puts forward in Fratelli Tutti. Of course, he does at certain points bring up the gospel and some genuinely Christian ideas, but when he does, he does so under a caveat of relativism or agnosticism, as though the gospel were merely our personal conviction and not necessarily the truth God has revealed, and which is true objectively and for all people. In other words, Francis gives the impression that the faith is just an opinion and others have other views. And so, for example, he writes in Fratelli Tutti, paragraph 277, quote, For us, he's talking about us Christians, for us, the wellspring of human dignity and fraternity is in the gospel of Jesus Christ, unquote. And of course, he is happy to note in the same paragraph that, quote, Others drink from other sources, unquote. See, this is a perfect example of how this antipope continually uses God merely as a means, a method, a tool to get people to accept whatever it is that he wants to teach them. He doesn't care what religion you are for as long as you subscribe to his ideas about human dignity, peace, environmentalism, humanitarianism, open borders, tearing down walls, and building bridges. It's all naturalism, all focused on the temporal world with a merely earthly end. The salvation of souls is completely out of the picture. 
And in any case, that is a topic he brings up only for his own sheeple, and then everybody goes to heaven anyway, except for the mafia. That is Francis. Okay, let's go ahead now and look some more of the content of Fratelli Tutti. Of course, it wouldn't be a real Novus Ordo encyclical if it didn't include heresy. And there's several of them. For example, in paragraph 195, make sure you're sitting down for this. In paragraph 195, he brazenly writes, quote, In political activity, we should remember that, appearances notwithstanding, every person is immensely holy and deserves our love, unquote. Yes, he really wrote that. In fact, it's a quote of himself, of which there are a ton in Fratelli Tutti. It's a quote from the exhortation Evangelii Gaudium, which he released on November 24, 2013. It's uh, paragraph 274 there. Go ahead and uh, look it up if you like. Now, obviously, this is so heretical and so asinine that it doesn't require any refutation. If you think that every person is immensely holy, then I can't help you, okay? It's heretical because it's a denial of original sin, a favorite heresy of the modernists. In fact, the denial of original sin or its consequences is manifest throughout Fratelli Tutti. Francis continually speaks about humanity as if it were not in need of God's help to overcome its miseries. It is truly a godless document in that sense. Remember that St. Pius X noted that the affinities of nature weigh very little against the passions and wild desires of the heart. That's because of concupiscence, one of the consequences of original sin. Concupiscence is basically the inherent inclination towards sin and vice that we have. It's much easier for us, for instance, to commit gluttony than to practice temperance. Right? It's easier to stuff your face than to fast. That's why we need grace to overcome that. We need supernatural help because our fallen human nature left to itself is dragging us down, down into sin and ultimately into hell. Now, mind you, Francis does mention concupiscence in his Masonic Screed. In paragraph 166, he defines it as, quote, human weakness the proclivity to selfishness, the human inclination to be concerned only with myself, my group, my own petty interests, unquote. Now, that is, of course, a decidedly Burgolian definition of concupiscence and not really accurate, but we'll let that slide. He even mentions in the same paragraph that this concupiscence, quote, can be overcome with the help of God, unquote. Tremendous. He doesn't mention supernatural grace there, of course, and the rest of his encyclical doesn't reflect at all the idea that God's grace is needed to overcome man's inclination towards sin and strife. Probably because to do that, he'd have to start talking about the true faith, and that's the last thing he wants to promote. Now, even in that one paragraph, 166, Francis has buried another heresy— he writes, quote, Concupiscence is not a flaw limited to our own day. It has been present from the beginning of humanity, unquote. That is heresy because, of course, it has not been present 
from the beginning of humanity, but only since the fall of Adam and Eve. God did not create man with original sin. God created man with original justice. He endowed man with the gratuitous gift of sanctifying grace to elevate his nature. No concupiscence was present. That's why Adam and Eve didn't have to wear clothes. Their passions perfectly and effortlessly obeyed the dictates of reason. Concupiscence didn't enter the world till Adam and Eve had committed the first sin. Concupiscence is not a sin itself, but a consequence of original sin. Of course, Francis mentions none of that. He talks a lot about the human family and human fraternity, but never mentions the fact that we all come from the same set of parents, Adam and Eve. That might upset the godless evolutionists he likes to hobnob with in the Vatican. Okay, here's another whopper found in Fratelli Tutti, paragraph 71. Referring to the parable of the Good Samaritan, Bergoglio claims, quote, Jesus trusts in the best of the human spirit. With this parable, he encourages us to persevere in love, to restore dignity to the suffering, and to build a society worthy of the name, unquote. Yeah, right. Christ trusts in the best of the human spirit? You have got to be kidding. The human spirit, as Francis likes to call it, is precisely what our blessed Lord came to redeem and purify and elevate again to grace. Speaking of those who believed in Christ, St. John the Evangelist writes, But Jesus did not trust himself unto them, for that he knew all men, and because he needed not that any should give testimony of man, for he knew what was in man. That's uh, John 2, 24 and 25. Yes, our Lord knew what was in man, and it wasn't anything to brag about. For example, For from the heart come forth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false testimonies, blasphemies. That's what our Lord said in Matthew 15, verse 19. Or how about St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 45? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So, no, Christ definitely doesn't trust in the best of man, because without supernatural grace, man is a moral train wreck, as the Old Testament amply demonstrates. But then, of course, Francis believes all people are exceptionally holy, so I guess for him, it's not a problem. Well, we could go on forever, but this is an express podcast, so we'll keep it short. If you want more information about Fratelli Tutti, you can find it on the Novus Ordo Watch website. Go to novusordowatch.org slash wire to access the blog. That's novusordowatch.org slash wire. Uh, We've been cranking out a number of posts already on that encyclical, including some with uh, links to the full text in various languages. Select highlights from the document, summaries, initial reactions and critiques, A post about the Freemasons of the Spanish Grand Orient Lodge celebrating the encyclical. And, best of all, a new episode of the popular podcast program Francis Watch, in which you can hear Sedevacanist Bishop Donald Sanborn mop the floor with Chaos Frank and his Masonic screed. NovusOrdoWatch.org slash wire. Ladies and gentlemen, last week... 
I took one for the team and read the entire encyclical. It can be summed up in three words. Humanity, save thyself. While God does make an occasional cameo appearance in the text, he is by no means essential to France's message. Bergoglio's foundation is human dignity. His method is dialogue, and his goal is fraternity. God doesn't really play a role in this document, except perhaps as the reason for human dignity and to get believers to jump on the fraternity bandwagon. God is merely used as a prop to make the false gospel of man more palatable to religious people. Fratelli Tutti is so naturalistic and godless that it might as well have been written by an atheist. Or maybe it was. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.